Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On this episode, Pastor Chuck will continue his message, which has been titled Praying in Obeying Church. This message is a part of our broader Bear Witness series that we're working on right now. The text for this message is Acts chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to Acts chapter 1 right now, and we'll join in with Pastor Chuck. Which leads us to our next point of understanding. Follow his commands. Verses 4 and 5 read, And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. In sports, particularly, particularly in football, Maybe, maybe uh, American football or European football. Uh, there's, there's typically what happens, and you see this, you've seen this in, in baseball as well and some other sports. What ends up happening is the championship is won, right? Or there's some special milestone that has been achieved. And I want to specify this to the coach. So what ends up happening is the players go get the, the Gatorade containers, right? And they begin to maneuver behind other players, and they're waiting for a coach to not uh, be able to see them. So the, the, the players are out of his peripheral vision. The coach is focused on the last remaining seconds or moments of the game. And so he's waiting to go shake the other hands. They just won the championship. And here come the players behind what's known with the Gatorade, and they're about to give him a Gatorade bath. They're about to immerse him with the Gatorade as a way of saying, congratulations, we got the victory, right? And so what's interesting about that, what ends up happening is they wait for that moment. All of a sudden, the players clear out the way. This lane happens. They take the Gatorade and they splash it on them. They fully immerse the coach with the Gatorade. What's interesting about this and why I bring this up is because now the coach, the Holy Spirit, is immersing us with his spirit. He wants us to be immersed with his spirit. So the Lord Jesus says, hey, I'm about to send the Holy Spirit to baptize you with power. He says, I, I need you to know, he's coming to baptize you with the Holy I'm coming to, to immerse you in this. And he wants to be fully immersed in his presence that brings forth his power. That is very important. Listen to how that power plays out from Mark chapter 3, verses 14 through 18. He says, listen, in verse 14, and he appointed 12, whom he also named apostles. Those ones that I named earlier to you from verses 12 through 14. So that, listen, so that they might be with Jesus, to be in his presence, to, to, to walk with him, to, to live with him, to, 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 to be in relationship with him. And he says, so that they might be with him and that, watch this, he might send them out to preach, send them out to preach. Not that we all stay inside and preach, but we're more so to go out and preach, preach to those who are lost, those who are broken, those who need hope, those who need to know that there is a God who knows them, who sees them, and who loves them. He says, and watch this, and have authority to cast out demons. 
The gates of hell cannot prevail against us. We also, he wants to have this power because we also have the authority to cast out demons. Verse 16, and he appointed the 12, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, uh, John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boanerges, that is the sons of thunder, Andrew and Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas and James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, and Simon the Zealot. I say that to you because these are the same people that that received the Holy Spirit that also now is available to us. And so here's what I want to point out a little bit. I want to go just a little bit deeper with this because this is important. So he says right this, he goes back in verse four, the command is to wait for the promise of the Father. The Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father, but here's the action step for us. We're called to wait. And so that word wait, right, is where we get, um, a, it comes from the Greek word perimeno, which is where we get our English word perimeter from. So it means to stay around, to wait. Watch this, it also means to have expectation. And so there is a perimeter where the Lord wants us to remain in, to abide in, to dwell in, to have expectations in. And where is that? That is in his will. Just like you would tell a, a, a child, okay, I need you to stay right here. Mommy or daddy is just going to go right over here in this other room and grab this. I want you to stay right here. Or if you're at a bus stop, there's certain spots on the road where you must be in in order for the bus to come pick you up. Or maybe you have gone shopping and when you go shopping, you ask the sales clerk or the salesperson, hey, uh, do you have this in stock? Do you have this? I don't see this out here. And they'll say, wait right here. Let me go to the back and see. Just like that, my brothers and sisters, the Lord is calling and causing us to wait in his will. That is our perimeter in his will. And the way you are able to wait in his will is you have to intake his word. His word communicates his will and that is our refuge. That is our safe place. That is our perimeter about which we live and move and have our being in. That is extremely, extremely important. And like manner, again, we're waited to, 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 we're commanded to wait for his power before we go fulfill his promise. Now, here's something else. Again, going a little deeper. Here's something else I want to point out this. Not only does the name Theophilus, can it be translated as loved of God, but it also is translated as lover of God. And how you stay in that perimeter and how we grow in being an obeying church is keeping his commandments. And so, yes, we can give, give and give and give. And that's great. And we should not stop being generous and giving our time, talents, and treasures. We should not stop serving. Serving is beautiful. We should serve. We should be utilizing our gifts for the, for the maturation of the body of Christ, for the maturation of our church and things of that nature. We should be serving and doing those type of things. And I want to call you in to serving as well. But also, he's saying, in addition to that, I want you to obey. Obedience is important. Because why? Because you can serve and you can give and your heart not be connected to it. Only your head is in operation. 
The Bible even says something to the effect of with your lips you praise me, but your heart is far from me. It is very possible that we can be doing things out of duty and not delight. We're not delighting in the Lord. We're not meditating on his word day and night. And because of that, we're just doing things out of Christian duty, not Christian delight. And the Lord says, I want your heart. And he's written his laws on our heart. And so our perimeter is within the will of God because he makes known to us, Psalm 1611, he makes known to us the path of life. And in his presence, there's fullness of joy and at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. Real quick, listen to what John 14 through 15 says. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. And even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. That's what he wants us to experience and have his presence that will be with us, that will guide us into truth and will be with us in us and will be on us forever. Now, let's go to um, the fourth thing that I want you to see as we walk through this from verses six through seven. And that's we got to keep the Lord's focus. We got to keep the Lord's focus. So here's the thing. I'm not sure. Let me go back and tell you what I said in number three. Number three was follow his commands. The first one that I want to give is walking through that is to know that you are loved by God. The second thing I wanted to let you know that we are a uh, kingdom of God citizens. The third thing that I want to show you from that is we got to keep following his commands. And the next thing I want to see from that as we're walking through this is we got to keep his focus. Verses six through seven. I got to keep it moving. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Verse seven. He said to them, it's not for you to know times or season that the father has fixed by his own authority. What Jesus is saying in this moment, I need you to keep the right perspective in this moment. Don't focus on the things I'm not calling you to focus on. So in this moment, the Lord is drawing a distinction between what is and is not their business. He's drawing a, quick, a, 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 a clean marker in the sand, a clear distinction to let them know what is their business and what's not their business. And what he's saying is, I need you to stay on this side of the fence. Stay on this side of the fence, which leads us to the next thing I want to show us in verse eight. I told you we're walking through this. We are to fulfill the Great Commission. Verse eight, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We are to be about the Lord's business. We are on mission for the Lord. We are to fulfill the great commission. If you've been around me long enough, you know how I love a good action movie. A good action thriller. I love one. Y'all know that I have my top five list. I'm not going to give you all of my top five lists, but here's what I want you to know. I want you to know that Meryl Streep is on that list. I want you to know that Denzel Washington is on that list. And I want you to know that Tom Cruise is on that list. And why I bring up Tom Cruise, because my favorite movie of all time, it is definitely sitting there. I may have a 1A, B, and C on this, but my favorite movie, I, now actually I do, uh, my 1A uh, would be A Few Good Men. If you never watched that movie, while you're sitting here dealing with this snow on this morning, after this, you may want to just go ahead on and find it and begin to watch it. It's a movie that I believe has the greatest acting ever. The greatest. You want to know how to be an actor? You want to know the real deal? The GOATs 
show you in that movie right there. So that's important. But there's a, also a TV show that came out many years ago, TV show many years ago, it was known as Mission Impossible. And Mission Impossible about these spies, these special agents who would go into these uh, uh, places within the world, get back this intel, save this person or do whatever. It started out as a TV show, then it became a movie series, and the great Tom Cruise began to lead this series, and his name was Ethan Hunt. And every time they would call one of the spies or these special agents into action, they would send them some, some type of, of, of creative message, right? And in that message, they would say something that would start off with, uh, this is your mission should you choose to accept it. As they begin to tell them what the mission is, then they would say at the end of this, they would say, if you or any member of your team gets caught, because in that mission, they would also tell them what the mission is and who was going to be with them on the mission. This is your team. And then they would say, if any, uh, if you or any member of your team gets caught or killed, the secretary, whoever was the big boss, would disavow you. What's the point I'm trying to make in telling you this? First, the mission that we're called to is not impossible. The Bible says with man, things are impossible, but with our God, all things are possible. Secondly, I want you to know that we are called to a mission that is not optional for the believer. It's not if you choose to accept it, as this is what we have been called to, to go preach forgiveness of sins and repentance in his name, to go preach that there is a savior who lives for you, who loves you, who, who died and rose for you, and he has paid your sin debt in full, and that he is desiring to usher in his kingdom, not only in the earth, but also in your life. He knows the plans that he has for you, and his thoughts towards you are good. They're not of evil to give you hope and bring you to your expected end. And lastly, the, what, what the point I'm trying to make with all that is we are not doing this in secret. For we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. We are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Now let me show you something a little bit. Let's go a little deeper here in this section as well. The Greek word for witness is the word martis, from where we get our English word martyr. And many that have come before us, and those even now, the persecuted church, they're living in places where they could literally die or get killed for preaching in Jesus' name. And my brothers and sisters, I want to tell you, even if our witness leaves unto death, it's worth it. The secretary, the big boss, Jesus Christ, he will not disavow you. He'll do like he did for Stephen. He'll stand up and applaud for you. We'll see that in a few chapters in Acts, but I want you to know that living this life sacrificially for the Lord Jesus Christ is extremely worth, worth it. And so here is the commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ, giving us the message, the method, and his mightiness to be able to do this. So when you will receive power, there's a twofold understanding of that that I want you to begin to process. When he says, but you will receive power, I want you to understand this from two angles, if you will. One, 
It's the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, of the Godhead, that is leading and guiding us into all truth. So we're now submitted to his leadership and his lordship. He is God, and he's leading and guiding us. But it's also the saturation of the Holy Spirit in us and on us that will govern us and empower us to live out his purpose here in the earth. And so much so that the word of God declares and has provided to us this truth that he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. It is the power of God in us and on us through his spirit that we have access and we have become partakers of the divine nature that we can do what Mark 3 says Jesus has commissioned us to do, to be with him, to go out and preach in his name and have the ability to cast out demons, have the power to cast out demons in his name. And this power is to give proof and evidence or for us to be proof of evidence that Jesus Christ lives, he loves, and he saves. So we are witnesses, and a witness does two things. Either A, you are the proof, the noun version of that, or B, you take action and you supply the proof. You testify, you bear witness, you open up your mouth and say, let me tell you how the Lord moved in my life. Let me tell you what Jesus has done for me, and I'm so glad that this Savior has lifted and loved me. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck finishes off his message, which has been titled Praying and Obeying Church. Thank you.